Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome back to the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. We're brought to you by Pelican Built Tough. For all situations, go to pelican.com. Yak Gadget. For all your fine kayak fishing accessory needs, go to yakgadget.com. Eastport Marina on the beautiful shores of Dale Hollow Lake. For all your lodging, kayaking, and fishing needs, go to eastport.info. Now let's get this show started. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Bass Sounds Fishing Podcast, where we are constantly trying to keep our thumbs ripped up. Tonight, we got a very awesome episode. We got Mr. Eric Siddiqui, the reigning Bassmaster Kayak Series champion in the house. We also have Greg Blanchard. Both these guys obviously walked on the stage, at arguably the biggest stage in kayak fishing. And I just can't wait to hear Greg's side of it as he took 10th place and then hear Eric's side of it, you know, winning arguably one of the biggest trophies in kayak fishing along with $20,000. Can't wait to hear about his experience. And he's also going to be fishing. Uh, the Harris Chain event coming up this weekend. So really thankful that they decided to hop on with us tonight. Uh, welcome to the show, everyone. I think Brian Schiller might be joining us as well. Uh, we'll see if he hops in. If not, well, we're just going to, we'll just roll. But um, a couple of housekeeping things. We got the KBF trail event coming out here to Arizona this weekend at Lake Roosevelt. So if you guys haven't signed up yet, try to hop in. You guys might be hearing this tomorrow morning or Friday morning at 10 a.m. So I don't know if signups will be done or not but anyways best of luck to the guys out there at kbf or for the kbf event at lake roosevelt in arizona um there's about 50 guys signed up already so looks like it's going to be an awesome event can't wait to see who takes home that that win out here in arizona uh for the california side of things we got yakabass coming up this weekend at lake oroville uh we also have the california delta coming up with the aba kayak series out here in california and really looking forward to that a couple weeks from now we're going to be on the delta catching fish and i know greg blanche is going to be signing up for that probably going to be a 
a favorite coming into the tournament, but we'll see if we can go up there and, and snatch a win from the guys up north. So looking forward to going out there for a few days. California Delta, always a fun time and can't wait to put the puzzle together out there. Anyways, guys, I'm going to go ahead and bring Greg Blanchard in here right now and uh, we'll get we'll get it started. What's going on, Greg? What's up, Shane? How you doing, man? I'm good, man. Thanks for coming on tonight, dude. I know that you... it's been pretty pretty crazy <laughs> for you the last couple of weeks. <laughs> Not a problem, man. Hey, uh, I wouldn't say I'm a favorite for the Delta, man. You've seen plenty of my videos. You've seen plenty of in and out days on the Delta, so I think it's uh, it's anybody's game, man. Yeah, the Delta is definitely a puzzle. I remember I went up there in November and I was like, had such high hopes. I thought I was gonna punch a ten pounder, and <laughs> <laughs> I ended up getting punched in the face myself, basically. But uh, anyways, any cast you can catch like an eight or ten pounder. So mm -hmm. it's always fun to be out there. So we're really looking totally. forward to that event. And I know that you're going to be joining as well. At least that's the plan. And I think it's going to be a good time. Yeah, there's going to be some big fish caught for sure. W what do you think? Uh, what do you think it's going to take to win for two days? Um, I yeah, man, it's so hard to say. I think 180 uh, at least. Dang, you have yeah. to have 90 a day. It's just that day. time right now. Yeah, yeah. I think everybody's going to catch them pretty. I say that. It'll probably be like Skunk Fest 2022. But yeah. no, I think it'll, it'll be good. End of March, Delta. Um, or what is it? April? Um, it's March no, 26. March. Yeah. yeah. When I saw that date when the ABA is like, we're going to do March 26 of the Delta, I was like, dude, that sounds awesome to me. <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah, it'll be good, man. But I think 80, uh, 90 a day, you're going to have to have to be in contention. Yeah. Well, Greg, you've been on the show a couple times now, so thanks for coming back on. But the reason why I have you on tonight is because you did you traveled all the way out to South Carolina to face, you know, Eric Siddiqui, Russ Snyders, all these guys from, you know, the biggest names in kayak fishing at the biggest, arguably the biggest tournament in kayak fishing at the Bassmaster Kayak Championship in South Carolina. And you qualified through the Bass Nation out here at Clear Lake. And man, just maybe just walk us through like the brief summary of like your trip, dude, because you definitely went through like a pretty big hassle to get out <laughs> to South Carolina. Dude, you're not kidding. I mean, I've done these kind of trips before uh, where we obviously flew out, yeah. um, but I've done the whole deal where you fly to another state, you pick up a kayak, you get the U-Haul, you get the Airbnb. Uh, it's, it's, it's a lot, man. It's a lot to, to organize, uh, the logistics, it's not cheap, but, um, you know, this trip, we had some help. Uh, we knew that, uh, so myself and Mike Ensign, um, and Terrence Sullivan, we knew that we we're going to make this trip a few months back and, uh, we had a lot of time to plan, but, uh, the biggest part of it was the fact that Sierra Nevada, uh, brewery up in Chico has a truck that goes from Chico to Mills River, which was only about two hours from where we were staying. Um, they go, I think that truck is about every week. And they said that we could put our boats on that beer truck. Uh, you know, it's a hot load truck. So it gets there in like four days. Wow. So that's how we shipped our boats. Um, we flew out, we, you know, we picked up the boats at the brewery, Mills River Brewery, which was killer by the way. Um, yeah, I got the Airbnb, got a, lucky with a, a truck uh, loan, Chevrolet reached out and was uh, very generous and loaned us a, a Silverado for the trip. Um, but yeah, man, just uh, getting it, there was a lot of folks that helped make the trip uh, a lot easier and a lot cheaper. 
So that was one of the, you know, the biggest things for us. And yeah, just, you know, once everything was done, it was just about what we do, going out there, fishing a new body of water, trying to figure some stuff out. You know, we'd done our standard Google research and tournament results and YouTube and all that stuff. So yeah, um, yeah I mean, got the week started, did a couple of days of practice with uh, Mike and uh, figured out a little something. It was tough overall for us, um, but, you know, it was... Uh, Things worked out is if you saw the results, at least for me, things got, I got pretty lucky uh, with that tournament, but man, yeah, what, what I, an experience. If you guys haven't seen his video yet, I think you posted it a couple of days ago. It's, it was like a vlog style of you traveling and also um, your practice days. Um, by the way, obviously I'm sure most of you guys maybe watch Greg on YouTube, but dude, there's the way that you edit your videos and the way that you put it together and the way that you tell the story. I know we've talked on the phone quite, you know, quite a bit and, I've, I've gotten to know you a little bit more and more, but like the, the amount of time and effort that you put into your content, even when we were out there in Texas together, like you, <laughs> you tell the story, like, like honestly, like the best out of anyone in kayak fishing from what I believe, from what I see. And like, dude, how, how does it come to you? Like, do you just like, you just, you just film everything and like put it together? Like how, how do you like, how do you put it together, man? Well, thank you for the compliment, Shane. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, you know, you probably, I mean, in Texas, like you said, dude, the camera was everywhere. I was bouncing around, putting in different shots. I think for me, I, I, I dude, I've been doing it for like, God, what is it? Like eight years now? Like yeah, uploading fishing time. videos to YouTube? Yeah, just experience. Yeah, just time. Time, time yeah. practice. I'm, I got like a pretty good flow, pretty good rhythm. Um, I think some of my buddies get annoyed with me low key because the camera is just like and that's the funny thing they don't even know the cameras there half the time like none of it's scripted which is hilarious because you guys probably know yeah. mike ensign says some pretty funny things and i gotta bleep a lot of stuff out but uh yeah i mean it's just for me the, the tournaments the videos they're uh, i've just done them i've done so many now that um it's kind of just second nature so to speak yeah well, it's I, awesome. did, I did it's... want to capture that experience. I wanted to show yeah. not just the fishing, but like the whole process, like we just talked about. Yeah, dude. And I feel like it really just like pays off, man. I mean, I know that you have a big following already, but like the fact that you're able to to go enjoy yourself and create content. And then when you do well, like you did, you get on the stage and stuff. It's just it just adds more icing on the cake for you as an angler and a content creator. It just really opens the horizon like for you to you know have sierra nevada as a sponsor for you to get your kayak out there even and then chevy giving you a truck and stuff like it's so cool to see everything come to fruition for you especially because the amount of time you put into it man i think it's well deserved thanks man yeah yeah, yeah. i mean definitely had some good fortune along the way not gonna deny that but yeah you, you know the other thing too i've chatted with my buddies about that uh it, it's the the video itself it's memories we can look back i mean we even yeah. look back on some of the videos from a couple of years ago uh, granted they're pretty cringy videos i mean <laughs> i you can tell i i mean i've tried to improve editing and i'm still trying to improve um but they're you know they're cool not only just for memories but you know fishing diaries i know a lot of people have fishing logs stuff like that but you can really look back at your trips and it's not just something in a journal or a notebook it's a, a visual yeah you know, uh, reminder or something you can visually reference to, to see. And I bet you, I'll tell you this, um, for the Delta tournament, I'm going to, our ABA, I'm going to definitely look at, you know, previous Delta videos I, I, I did 
in March and April to kind of refresh, you know, have a look back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Well, I, I know that, you know, we don't have a, a ton of time tonight, which is fine. But the one thing, the one, like the most important thing that I wanted to ask you, and then we're going to bring Eric on here in a second, but being able to travel all the way out to California, you know, you invested all that time, all that money, you went out there and gave it your all. And then when you got that phone call that you were in the top 10, can you just talk about like, the phone call and then maybe the little round table that you guys had and then yep. and then your stage experience uh disbelief total disbelief uh, i didn't even believe i made top 10 until i got to the hilton garden and said are you guys sure and they said yes you made the top 10 because I, and not to go on too long but after day one i had 83 inches i was sitting in 23rd and to make the top 10 after day one, you needed about 90 inches. I think it was like 89.75, something like that. So mathematically, statistically, I figured on day two, okay, we're going to need high 90s probably. You need to, to pull a Jason Barofka. Yeah. <laughs> Remember Jason like threw that. up like 97 or whatever? <laughs> yeah. 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 And, you know, uh, from what I'd seen and what I had fished, I just didn't think, I mean, I knew I'd need a miracle. But I, you know, I said to myself, okay. High 90s, top 10, maybe if we get high 90s. And I ended up with uh, 83.75, I think, on day two. So it was like, okay, well, a little bit better bag, you know, caught a limit, great. Mike and I packed up, uh, got in the truck, ordered a pizza. Um, And actually, this is all in the video, the tournament video, which will be going live tomorrow at 6 o'clock. But I got a text from Bass, and it said, or I actually didn't know who it was. I got a text from an unknown number. It said, come to the hotel immediately. (laughs) And I was like, is this Bass? And they're like, yes, congratulations, you made top 10. Wow. And I still didn't believe it. I called the number just to make sure someone wasn't messing with me. And it was uh, one of the vast staff members. And they're like, yes, you made top 10. Get to the hotel. I'm like, wow. Oh, yeah. So um, round table was cool. We did it with like, kind of everybody, you know, chatted about the tournament and how they caught them. And uh, yeah, just total shocker for me. Um, I was it cool, to, was good- it cool to meet uh, Mike Iconelli? You know, I didn't actually get to meet Mike, um, no? which was a bummer. I was trying to, but I, I just never got to it. Um, but, uh, yeah, dude, I the video tomorrow you'll see, um, you know, when the stars align, the stars align. And I got some pretty good fortune in the last hour and a half to to get – basically, I think I, I made the top ten by about uh, half an inch. So. Did you just – once you found that crank bite in practice, did you never put it down? Pretty much. I think 99% of the day I was cranking. Caught a and couple what, on a. On what a crank was that? Uh, it was a Berkeley Fritz side seven in Ghost Morning Dawn. Um, nice. They just, they were eating it. It was a fun bite, man. It was a fun, I mean, we ended up catching a bunch of fish. So, you know, at least the fishing was fun. It wasn't, you know, dead sticking a, a worm all day. I know. Isn't that awesome? Like when we go out like, like central or, or east and like being from the West Coast, we're so used to grinding and finesse fishing. And then yeah. we go out there, we find a crankbait bite or a chatterbait bite or a frog, whatever power fishing. It's like, dude, this is like, can- this is like candy, dude. Like, dude, It's so much different. It's crazy because, yeah. and I'll say just this last quick story, but I went to Berryessa yesterday and <laughs> Berryessa actually reminds me a lot of Russell, the lake we fished. You oh, know, okay. it's got a lot of spots, some large mouth. Uh, there's a bunch of creeks, a bunch of arms, little coves. Um, water clarity was similar. Water temperature was similar. Time of year was similar. So I was like, oh, well, we'll catch them on a crankbait, right? It makes sense. Well, yeah. I, that didn't happen. It was a grinder. It was a struggle. <laughs> we didn't get a single bite on the crank. But it just goes to show like how yeah. not textbook bass fishing can be and how different, you know, California. I feel like, yeah, I feel like, too, like, on the West Coast, like, they're never where they're supposed to set up. <laughs> 
and on the east coast and like the mid east they're like they're where they're supposed to set up <laughs> they're weird out here man trust me i mean you know they're they're strange and yeah forget about socal lakes that's just that's a big planet <laughs> all right really quick before you head out what's next for you you got the delta and what, what are you hitting up next i i, I talked to you earlier you're hitting the native tournament so you got some things coming up for sure yep uh packing up for orville gonna head up to orville tomorrow actually gonna get the titan back because they had to ship our boats back um and they're at chico so orville's right by chico so orville yakabas this weekend um i guess next week i'll just be chilling because i can't fish the delta because it's off limits until <laughs> thursday but that's cool uh thursday friday i'll definitely go pre-fish aba that weekend native tournament april 1st i think maybe it's the second but the no limit native tournament at lake berryessa um with like a 500 dollars big fish each hour definitely gonna do that one that's gonna be a lot of fun yeah uh my berryessa video that will go live before that tournament will probably give away some information but it is what it is uh well i'll just say this i caught two bedfish yesterday so you probably left uh, out a couple catches that were key huh <laughs> I, I, I wish i could say that i wish i could say that it was tough though it was tough i got three fish all day but two yeah. were on beds but no it's gonna be a fun next couple of months there should be a lot of good fishing in store well greg always a pleasure to have you on uh you know i i'm stoked that we kind of have you know progressed in a friendship and it's it's really cool to kind of see like you just continue to grow your content and you broke a hundred thousand this year as well right a hundred thousand subs yep last year or last year yeah which yep. is it's awesome for me Thank did you, you hang, I appreciate did you get that. that little plaque thing or whatever? Yeah, the silver play button. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think it's in the closet somewhere. <laughs> oh man, you don't have that hung up, dude. Come on, dude. That's uh, sick. I don't, I don't want to flex too hard. I don't, don't want to flex. <laughs> All, right. <laughs> All right, man. Well, hey, uh, appreciate you coming on, dude. Keep your thumbs ripped, and uh, you know we're looking forward to having you back. I'm sure you're gonna. I'm sure you're gonna win one one event this year for sure. So that's try, the goal man. at least right try. yeah we'll see man but thank you for having me on man and i will see you uh next week at, at the delta sounds good buddy talk to you soon all right bye with threats to our nation waiting around every corner adaptability is more important than ever when conditions change without notice quick strategic thinking is crucial and with obstacles consistently impending determination is essential in overcoming them it's this willingness decisiveness and resilience that sets marines apart with our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, guys. Well, again, Greg, thank you for uh, hopping on. Really appreciate that. He's got a lot of stuff going on, and it's really cool to just hear you know him as he creates some of the best content in kayak fishing. And uh, lucky to call him a friend. So, and he's also from the West Coast, which is really awesome that he went out and represented the way he did. Anyways, guys, I'm gonna go ahead and bring Eric Siddiqui on here, the reigning kayak Bassmaster champion. There he is. What's up, Eric? Can you hear me? What's up, man? How you doing? Okay. What's up, Eric? Hey, man. Yeah, welcome, welcome to the show. I was actually, uh, I was, uh. Go ahead. Go ahead. 
Yeah, I, was try- I figured if I drove closer to Leesburg, I'd get some better service, but this is probably the worst service I've had, so <laughs> let's see how, that, how this works. No, it's all good, man. I uh, I appreciate you coming on. I know that you're uh, you're actually going to be fishing a tournament here in the next couple of days um, at the Harris Chain, but uh, I just you know thanks for coming on, man, and congratulations on arguably the the biggest win maybe ever in you know as a, as a, in your career possibly, right? I mean, this is this is huge. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> yeah, huge. I mean, when I started kayak fishing, my goal was to qualify for a Hobie Worlds, and um, so I've qualified for two of those. So, uh, um, but I, I mean, I think this is probably, I mean, without a doubt, the, the biggest one I've had. Yeah. Um, I've, I've been looking for one of those big championship wins. So I yeah. finally got it. I mean, every time that, you know, we see your name in any tournament, obviously you're a threat. And then when you, when you went out there and just threw up like the first day, you just like threw up like 90 plus inches. I was like, Oh man, Eric's going to just, Eric's going to, he's on him for sure. Like, I don't know, just like the consistency that you have and like your reputation and the way that you just like sealed the deal by a quarter inch is just, you know, I mean, dude, you literally fulfilled like honestly, like ton of our dreams as like kayak anglers, like to be able to go up on that stage and hoist that trophy is like, honestly, like one thing that I've just grown to have a passion about because I was out there in Texas. Um, you probably don't remember, but like we kind of ran into each other um, for a second out there on the water because we were we were up that 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 creek arm that day but um that was a grind out there in texas it was definitely a little bit different than russell i'm sure yeah it was actually <laughs> uh in texas when i uh when i got to the boat ramp in the morning of the first day i went to put my torquito on and my uh my whole mount uh and my power pole was gone so i still don't know when somebody jacked that thing but <laughs> so are I you serious someone someone game. stole yeah, it that really happened mm-hmm what yeah so yeah so uh yeah i had to change my game plan at the ramp at that one and i, I still finished just outside the top 10 but yeah. i felt like if i if i would have been able to have at least the torquito i would have, <laughs> would have been able to explore a little bit more you know how that goes but yeah so i know that i know that you're from cincinnati and uh how did you qualify for the championship this year did you qualify through the opens or did you qualify through a nation yeah I fished the open on Pickwick last year. I was actually the only bass besides the championship that I fished. And uh, I think I came in sixth and qualified out of like 80 something. So, yeah, yeah I think it's, I think it's super, I think it's really cool. Like kind of how hard it is to get into that championship. I really feel like it, it, it gives it that like real elite feel, right? Like what do you, what do you feel about that? You like, you like having that really hard qualification or do you like, you know, the bigger KBF stuff? Yeah, I, I like the harder qualification. Honestly, um, you feel like you accomplish something when you when you qualify for a championship that's you know everybody doesn't qualify for. Uh, same with the Hobie, the TOC. You know they only let, let fifty in, so I'm always excited to qualify for that one. You know. Um, yeah. The KBF's a lot of fun too. Uh, they put on a good good show and everything, but it sometimes like like you get kind of crowded out there on those lakes, and you, you have a lot of kind of you know, new guys that'll, that'll come around and, and if they spot you on the water, you could bet that they're going to be get following you around a little bit and stuff like that. So that, that could get annoying in those type of tournaments. One question that I have for you too, like I know KBF, they have like no off limits. Um, Bass has a pretty good off limits. If I remember right, I think it's like 60 days or 30 days off limits and then three days of practice, which, which style do you prefer? Do you prefer like off limits or no off limits or what, 
what is what do you feel um well uh for the championship we had um yeah it was basically two and a half days to pre-fish and at the time looking at russell and how big it was i was thinking that that wasn't going to be enough time and it ended up being way too much practice for me because i because <laughs> i found my fish quick and i had to i had to pretty much watch them for the next few days and just go back and check them see if they were there and you know all that stuff so um so if, uh, it, guess, if it were it just depends on the lake and stuff but if it were up to it you definitely evens things out yeah if you were if it was up to you like what would eric what would what would you want as far as like off limits in practice like what would what would you what would your take on it honestly it doesn't matter to me i'll just follow whatever rules they they put up and you know it it doesn't matter if, if, if I could fish it for a week and I can, then I, I might go do that. If, you know, a lot of times I get less than three days of practice anyway. So, um, whatever, it doesn't really matter to me uh, for this, you know, it gave me an opportunity to go. Florida's got a lot of great lakes. So it gave me and, and, you know, even salt water and stuff. I like to go catch red fish. So, uh, only having three days, I got down a little bit early and got to do a little fun fishing. So it didn't yeah. bother me really. Um, what do you, what do you do for your day job? Are you doing this full time now or what is, what is your, uh, yeah, you're doing it full time. Yeah, that is full time. Yep. Wow. What was that like turning point for you? Like what, what was that decision where you're like, I'm going to pursue this full time. How long have you been doing it? Uh, about seven years or so. Um, I decided to, get, <laughs> to go after it really. <laughs> yeah. You've been doing um, it full time for seven years. Kayak fishing full time yeah. for seven years. Really? Yeah. I do odd wow. jobs and whatever work work for buddy sometimes when i home if, I, if i'm you know alone but it seemed like every time i really needed to cash a check or something to keep going then it would happen so it just made me feel like i was doing what i was supposed to be doing you know dude that is incredible hats off to you man i mean that's that's pretty awesome dude talk about a love for the sport that's 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 awesome i mean seven years ago cashing big checks was like hard to come by in general and now i'm sure it's a lot easier for you now that you're able to travel and cash some good checks and i'm sure i'm sure this last check helped you pretty good too yeah it did. yeah definitely <laughs> especially with gas the way it is yeah it still kills me coming down to florida <laughs> spending four dollars a gallon for gas is not not fun i remember it was two or three years ago i was in arkansas and paid 92 cents a gallon i think <laughs> and i was like man i hope this COVID stuff keeps up i mean this is <laughs> i hope everybody stays home or whatever yeah <laughs> so, you know. Yeah, dude. Right now, right now, out here in California, it's uh, like six fifty a gallon. <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. It's <laughs> but I'm I'm uh, turning off my truck at uh at drive-throughs and stuff. <laughs> For real, huh? Yeah. Well, hey. So, um, what is it that? What do you feel like? Like, like, as you were, like, preparing for this event, I know that you've been on a few podcasts now, so I'm not going to have you, like, maybe, like, run through, like, everything. But, like, when you found your fish, um, like, what were you catching them on? And, like, you don't have to give, like, the whole thing, but just, like, a brief summary. And then I, I really want to kind of focus on, like, after you won or, like, right before you won and then, like, right after you won. So what was kind of the brief thing of how you caught your fish? It was the first area that I that I looked at it. I picked an area out of the lake that looked different from anything else, and um, um, I figured it would set up for some of the things that I like to do. Really, um, there was a lot of it was a, kind of a long pocket with a lot of cutoff ponds with riprap, and I thought maybe there's some underwater culvers or some stuff like that might hold some fish. So I started, you know, checking all that stuff, and 
uh, kind of worked my way back. There was a roadbed that kind of ran alongside to the back and uh, checked that out, marked some fish. And when I got to the back of that pocket, um, I just started marking fish just kind of stacked up in the back. And I'm like, these look like giant like they they're set up like bass but they look too big for what i know about this lake you know and i expected to be able to find spots you know fairly easy out there uh yeah. through the largemouth would be harder to find um but like i turned around and made a cast um with a shaky head and caught a, a 22 and a half and uh <laughs> then i uh, cast back up there and caught a 21 and i was like holy crap and then i <laughs> so then i made another cast and uh, another one ate it, and I just let him swim with it. As soon as it dropped it, I tried to reel it in, and another one ate it. And I was like, what did I just find here? And uh, it was, yeah, it was pretty pretty incredible. And uh, I was, I mean, they had a bunch of bait pushed back there. I kind of felt like even if they did move, I had a pretty good idea. Like, I could, I could find them again if they pulled out or something. So uh, it, it, I was pretty comfortable with that area. On your shaky head stuff, really. On your shaky head stuff, really quick. Um, what kind of what's what's your setup for your shaky head, and what what kind of shaky head was it? A worm that you were throwing down there, or a creature bait, or? Yeah. Uh, sometimes I'll do a, a senko on a shaky head. I've been throwing a a chicken rig with a mag fatty Z too. Is another thing that I was catching on on in practice there. Um, probably my favorite worm on a shaky head is um, uh, mega bass um, airtail wiggler. Uh, so I, I fish that a lot too. Nice. What about like your rod and reel? Like, do you throw a shaky head on a spinning rod or a bait caster? Or what, what's your preference? It's like a medium heavy. Um, I think it's a seven four, and um, yeah, it's spinning rod or, like, or bait. Yeah, spinning, spinning. Yeah. And I and I uh, I use like twenty pound uh, braid to like a generally twelve pound fluoroleader. So going into the tournament, like you caught him like that in practice, you just carry that into the tournament and just caught him pretty much on a shaky head. No? None of that works. <laughs> no, oh. nothing. I, I caught him on a Carolina rig too, and they wouldn't touch anything first day of the tournament. None of it. They they so, didn't want anything to do with any of it. So, so uh, how'd you get? I had him? a couple of smaller swim baits. <laughs> had a couple of smaller swim baits tied on, uh, diesel minnows, and uh, and I, um, uh, Kytec, like a four three and and tennessee shad and then i you know I, i'm fishing trying to thinking like they, i'm there's fish are there and they just don't want anything to do with this stuff and i had a, a fish bust by me and i turned around and threw that diesel minnow at it and uh and caught it was like a 17 and a half inch spot I'm like okay maybe uh <laughs> i should just throw the swim bait around a little bit yeah. and uh yeah i ended up uh catching i think i had maybe 91 or something like that uh with my five after the first couple hours or so uh on all on a swim bait and i was just switching back and forth between those two uh to kind of so, show them a little something a little different when you broke 90 on day one talk to me about how that felt well when i found the fish um i told my i told my buddy and i was like yeah i had a 22 and a half 21 they all look the same size he's like so what are you telling me on like 110 inches and i'm like yeah that's what i'm talking about <laughs> it's like get out of here <laughs> so i was i was expecting to have you know a pretty pretty good limit uh yeah. on those fish if they stuck around so uh yeah it it worked out pretty well i figured the way i mean it's it's rare that you have a tournament where the 
all the conditions stay the same for two days and that's really what happened there and yeah and the wind blew just right for where you know to keep the bait back in there and everything and so so when you when i know you've been around for a while obviously and and leading this big of an event are you in were you in second or were you leading after day one i was in second you're in second so anyways like you were right there neck and neck with the leader do you feel like there's more pressure in that moment for day two or did you feel so confident that you were going to do it again day two um man i've i've done this for so long and i've, I've been through so many tournaments where it was close where i've led the first day and and a lot of times i'll you know i'll take care of business or at least you know if somebody has a big day they might jump me or something like that but i'm pretty comfortable um in being able to catch them that second day but I'm not going to say I wasn't nervous, you know, the whole way out. Yeah. I, just, I was just saying to myself, fish clean, fish clean, fish clean. Because, I, I mean, especially those spots, they're so, they're just wild. Yeah, <laughs> and I was yeah, using yeah. some pretty light hooks on those things. Uh, so I'd have my jet drag just right. Um, I was checking my leaders constantly. Uh, I, I retied one. Uh, I don't remember if it was day one or day two, but I sat there for 10 minutes and just carefully retied um, my FG knot, making sure everything was right. There you go. And, uh, yeah, everything everything held up, just all the hard work, you know, and over the years just kind of paid off. Everything just kind of came together. So day two when you caught – how many inches did you catch day two again? Like high, like 90-something, right? Are you there? I had 94 yeah. both days. 94 yeah. both days, yeah. Yep. 94 both days. Man, so when you caught when you caught ninety four on the second day, I know that you you've you know you felt like it was really close, and you you obviously got the phone call that you made top ten, and being at the round table, caught, catching ninety four inches, knowing that the guy next to you, um, you know, was really close as well. Like, explain the round table feeling in that. You guys had to wait an entire night, right? You had to go home and sleep and wake up and go back to the expo, not knowing where you were at. So just kind of talk us through that a little bit. Yeah, that was rough. Um, <laughs> I, I knew that I had taken the lead by a quarter inch before the board went off, but um, I honestly, I, I had a 17 and a quarter to call. I probably caught, and I knew I had a 15 to call, and I probably caught 10 over 15 in that last hour, and I couldn't call my 17 and a quarter. So I was pretty sure he, he called that fish. I was thinking there's no way he didn't call it. But when we're sitting there at the round table, he started talking about how hard it was to get his fifth on the second day and how long it took him to get five and stuff like that. I'm like, man, if he only got five, then I got him. And you're over there. So, you're over there. So he's talking about his struggle thinking. and you're just maybe fist pumping. I, like, yeah, you struggled. Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, maybe I yeah. I mean, I took it easy on my fish the first day. I, I caught those five and I pulled out and I ended up going just over to the roadbed and started throwing some of the things I like throwing roadbed, Carolina rig, football jig, uh, wobblehead. And uh, ended up catching my biggest fish of the day, a 19 and a half inch largemouth on it, and which called like a, a 17 and a half or something like that, a 17. Um, so, you know, that was a huge fish. And then I, I went back and just kind of looked, looked at him, made a few casts, but, but no, that was it the first day. I didn't want to hit him too hard. And uh, the second day I knew I was going to, I was. land them and catch every fish i could so um that was a good feeling with how many you got me with how many fish i caught i was i was kind of not thinking that he would only get five fish uh, especially the camera boat uh, came over and they're like oh man they have the guy who uh who you're you know going back and forth with is fishing a similar t type area 
So I was, I was thinking, you know, there's no way that he didn't, he, he only caught five. Cause I mean, I'm sure I caught 30 the second day. Jeez. So you, you're, you're on the stage now. Let's let's just kind of fast forward to being on the stage. You guys are all up there, and you're seeing the names tick away, tick away, tick away, tick away, and and you're still up there, obviously top three, and then it goes down to two, and everyone was like, okay, yeah, that makes sense, the top two, and then I believe they I believe they just kind of put it up there on the screen, and then take it from there. Yeah, they. Uh... They told us that they were going to do that. And honestly, I was pacing back and forth. I was, I was pretty nervous and I didn't even know for sure. You know, I didn't, somebody could have had somebody else could have had a, that was right behind me could have had a giant day and, and jump both of us. And I could end up in third or something like that. You know, I really didn't know. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, but when it came down to us too, I was pretty excited. And, and when the guy said how this was really close one, it came down to a quarter inch. I felt like, my eye just went up there because he would have had to catch a 15 and a half on the dot to get me by a quarter inch. So, yeah. but I was, you know, so he would turn around and watched it. And, um, yeah, when I saw my name, that was, that was, that was incredible. I, it, it was just a weight off my shoulders, uh, until I lifted the trophy. That was a lot heavier than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. It looks, <laughs> it it looks uh, like a pretty, pretty dense trophy for sure. That's a, that's a good yeah. one. Yeah, I've been dreaming where, where about did, uh, lifting that blue trophy for a while, I'll say. Where did you put the trophy in your house? Or where did you put it at? It's over the mantle. Over the mantle. <laughs> over the fireplace, huh? Yeah, I carried it around with me for a few days. I actually had a buddy of mine uh, carry, carry it around for me at the show and stuff. Uh, yeah, I saw <laughs> so that. that's awesome. I, dude, I would I would, I would, have done the same thing, bro. I, I ain't putting that thing down for a few days for sure. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. So, uh, you know, walking around the expo with that trophy and, and you know, you, you've now, you've already, you've already been a household name, but this kind of just like solidified you, put you in the history books pretty much of like, you know, the, one of the biggest wins ever in kayak fishing. Like when you're walking around the expo and everything, like how did that change like your um, experience and like your, you know, how did it, how did it just like change your mindset and your confidence as a kayak angler um yeah uh, it was a lot easier um talking to potential new sponsors when i walked up with that trophy i'll say that yeah uh, but it was a uh, yeah it, it was a lot of fun and uh you know i got to um talk with some old sponsors and and you know make some new connections and stuff like that and and everybody was uh pretty amazing you know i had some some buddies take me out a, a couple of nights and we celebrated and all that stuff but uh of course yeah I the show know. was the show was a lot of fun it was, it was fun it, you know I, I didn't make it into the show super early any day after you yeah. know going out with uh lambert and all those guys but uh for sure yeah the show was amazing and yeah. um yeah the meet, meeting everybody was a lot of fun did you have any like like uh experiences with like actual like like bass boat pros that were about to fish the classic like did did any of those guys come up and talk to you about it or or was there any interest from them yeah so um when they actually had the last day there uh, on sunday i was uh, backstage and just kind of hung out and watched it on tv they had food back there and uh so i was watching the guys on tv and they'd come off the stage and come down and grab some food and sit down and talk about their day and stuff so that was pretty cool and That's awesome. and uh, a lot of those guys you know, I knew who I was and, and, 
you know, were congratulating me and stuff. So that was pretty cool. Um, so, did you, you feel, know, they're starting to pay attention. Yeah. Did you feel like any of them, like, obviously Mike wants that trophy, but did you feel like any of them kind of like looked at it like, man, I kind of want to maybe get into this a little bit, or did you have that feeling from any of them? Um, I don't think they think that it's as, as easy, um, an easy transition. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Like, uh, they were all pretty happy I beat Ike. Um, <laughs> as were like all the kayak fishermen. Uh, yeah. But, but uh, yeah, uh, like I talked to Ish Monroe uh, at the at the show, and he's like, "Yeah, no, I'm not doing that. That's not for me. <laughs> Again, I'm not getting one of those." So uh, yeah, I don't. The think more guys I see, like thing. Carl, like Carl Jockamson, he's kind of in the Hobie thing, and Brandon Polinick, he's been in kind of post pictures of Old Town. Jordan Lee's like kind of in the native thing. Like it would just be really cool to see those guys hop into some of the bass events and kind of, you know, just, just like Ike did do like, I give all the props in the world to Ike and what he's doing and the way that he's pursuing it and the way that he's established himself by already winning one of the opens. And like, I mean, I think it's just, it's gotta be something that they want cause it's kind of new and it's like a, it's gotta be a challenge too. And like, they want to be able to prove like, like we're you know like they're still the big dogs kind of thing like i'm sure that i'm sure that's crossed their mind a little bit you know like i think it right. crossed their mind yeah. <laughs> yeah for sure um yeah i got a lot of respect for ike for uh putting himself out there like that you know um yeah. and um he talked you know at the Bassmaster about um you know how good the top kayak fishermen are and they can compete with the top boaters and stuff like that so uh that was pretty cool to to hear a guy like him say something like that about us so yeah um, yeah and he he actually launched out of my ramp every day when i when i found my fish on on sunday it was just me and him that launched there and i never saw him on the water but we both you know got back to the ramp at the same time and talked a little bit about you know fishing and it was kind of a crappy day like the it just rained it was cold and I'm like man i'm cold and he's like yeah i need a hot shower and a beer i was like i can't help you out with a shower but i got a couple spotted cows in the truck if you want one he's like i love spotted cow so he stood there <laughs> stood there and drank a beer at the ramp so that was cool but yeah that's good dude that's awesome man well um one thing that i want to ask you before you go i know that you're predominantly east coast mid-east do you have any interest on ever making a trip out here maybe to fish clear lake or fish the delta or any of that i mean especially since you do it full time like do you have any do you have any interest of coming out here maybe yeah definitely i would love to come out there um it's a long way as, it's a uh, long Greg way knows. it's a long way <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah i've definitely thought about coming out there maybe even flying out and um you know just borrowing a kayak and just to fish some some stuff or something like that even yeah uh, well eric i'll tell you this okay i'll tell you this you know we've made a connection now obviously like we have a little bit of a connection now so if you do decide to fly out here let me know and i know quite a few guys out here with kayaks so we will try to get you one for sure if you if you decide to make the trip out here we got we got a bunch of kbf trails out here we got one at clear lake in august we got a couple down south uh, in the next couple months too um there's some big stuff out here you know there's there's a lot of money to be won especially with abas doing some things with kbf uh, we got some big payouts, two-day events. Um, you know, I know that there's not a lot of national stuff, but Chad's decided to to invest out here regardless of the show out pretty much, which is really cool for him to do that. And we got a Bass Nation out here, but, you know, instead of crying about it and saying, like, you know, no one's coming out here, we've kind of tried to take things into our own hands and just um, 
present the best opportunities for us. And KBF's one of the ones that stuck around. So we're going to try our best to, you know, grow that. And, and for the guys that are serious that want to, you know, compete, that's, that's what we have. And then we try to come out there and, and, and hang with you guys when we can. <laughs> yeah, no, that sounds great. Um, I actually met a uh, Obadiah at worlds. Oh, okay. Uh, ever. <laughs> and uh, yeah. he's a really cool dude. Uh, yeah. Apparently he's, he's one, good, of, uh, one of Greg's Delta, boys. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, yep. uh, we had a lot of fun in Australia. So, uh, uh, yeah, I'd love to come out there and, and, and you know, meet some more guys and stuff and, and catch some of those big fish that I'm always seeing. Uh, yeah. ever since I saw that, that record at a uh, new bull bar, I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. That looked like that'd be a cool lake to fish. Uh, <laughs> and then of course, you know, Dixon and, and all those lakes that are just famous for those giant fish. Yeah, man, you got to come out here and give your shot, give your chance a, a, a shot to catch a Dottie out there at Dixon. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. 20 pounder. But uh, anyways, Eric, I know that, you know, you got some things going on. What before I go, like you're, you're fishing the Harris chain. So like after winning this big of an event, I'm sure you're going into Harris with just like the ultimate confidence. How do you how do you feel so far? This is this is going to air Friday morning, so it's going to be before the tournament. So don't say too much. But uh, <laughs> how do you feel this weekend? I feel pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> I feel pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I'm not a huge fan of, you know, having all these different lakes to choose from because I'd rather, like, at least if there's one, I know I'm on the right lake. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's, uh, yeah. yeah, I picked <laughs> I picked one today and, and went out there and hooked into uh, a really big fish, and and I put up some pretty good numbers today. And uh, I kind of came up with a new rig even today that uh something uh, it's a little lighter rig that i like to throw and i managed to figure out how to throw it heavier and i was doing pretty well with it so i'm kind of excited nice. for the rest of the week see how it goes but uh florida's always fun anyways you never know what you're going to get a hold of out here too it's it's a um, fun place to fish so what's your prediction to take home uh the win it's a one is it a one day event i think it's a one day right one day yep, yep. yeah yeah 100 inches 100. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah it's florida right yeah 100 inches yeah yeah <laughs> so after after the harris chain eric uh what's 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 your plans after after florida uh, i leave here and i go straight to santee for the hobie nice. and then i leave from there and i go straight to caddo for the kbf there you go so you had some pretty quick fingers to get into that hobie event or what smash it right away <laughs> actually i was a little late on that when i got a roll down spot but i was quick on the, oh. on the chick one I had, a, I had an alarm set for chick i knew i said that that tournament was probably gonna sell it in five minutes i think it sold out in nine so <laughs> yeah I, I made sure i got i love any tennessee river chain, chain lake i love and chickamauga is awesome so i wasn't gonna miss that yeah oh man i lost you for a second there you are. I got you. I got you. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm going to try to make it out to – I got my eye on uh, Smith Lake in Alabama for the bass event. I might be I might be driving out there to give myself a shot because after I went to Texas and saw Mark and then now see you hoist that trophy, it's just – that's all I want to do now. I mean, bottom line. Right. That yeah. and fish KBF because right. it's out here and then um, go to Kentucky Lake for the national championship. So I might be seeing you this year. Um, again, Eric, congratulations, man. I – you know – man what an accomplishment i i can't even imagine all the emotion and everything and i appreciate you taking time to do the podcast dude it, it means a lot and uh before you head out 
where can people follow you at and uh go ahead and shout out some of your sponsors if you want to as well okay um i try to post a fair amount on my instagram it's uh siddiqui underscore fishing and um you know i've got a youtube channel and you can just type my name in and uh find that and there's all kinds of other videos from like kbf and and hobie and different stuff too so awesome. um but yeah man i've got so many good sponsors this is why uh the, I, so i made the stage the the very first bass tournament um that that we had two years ago i came in fourth and i wrote my sponsors on my hand and uh this time i actually pulled my phone out <laughs> at the end and just, <laughs> just read them off uh i got so many good sponsors so it's just hard to I'm remember sure, them all. I think, i'm sure stormy liked that you wore a dakota lithium sweatshirt on stage oh yeah yeah <laughs> So he gave it to me for not wearing it at the round table. I was like, all right, I got you. I'll wear it on stage. <laughs> Stormy's awesome, yeah. dude. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, a part of the team as well. And uh, Dakota awesome. Lithium, man, I mean, the, those batteries are incredible. And Stormy's awesome. And it's it's just cool to yeah. be a part of that team for sure. Yeah, and it's 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 I love companies that take care of their their uh, anglers. You know, they really take yeah. care of us. Yeah. Um, you know, to take care of all our housing. I'm saying the Dakota house again down here and uh yeah they're they're awesome and their batteries are awesome and you know they well, we'll really give we'll give dakota lithium a big shout out because they're they're one of mine too so dakota stormy you're the man awesome <laughs> yeah you're the man stormy <laughs> all right eric well hey enjoy your dinner tonight again thank you for coming on best of luck at harris chain we'll be following you along there and, and the rest of the year and and fingers crossed man hopefully we'll see you out here on the west coast it'd be cool to see you know some of you guys come out here and compete with us that'd be pretty awesome let me know if you decide to but uh Hey man, keep your thumbs ripped out there. (laughs) (laughs) Bring it, bro. Let's do it. Come on, let's see. see, You'll definitely see me out there sooner or later, for sure. All right, man. I might try to make it out this year. Have a good night, dude, and I'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me on. All right. See you, buddy. All righty, guys. Well, that does it for tonight's episode. Again, thank you, Eric and Greg, for hopping on. Uh, Couldn't thank you guys enough. Um, man, what a what an incredible accomplishment by Eric to go ahead and hoist that trophy. Arguably one of the biggest trophies in all of kayak fishing. Definitely one of my bucket lists, one of my dreams. And if you guys are interested in, in qualifying for that event, uh, next year it's going to be on in Knoxville in Tennessee. And man, I would love to get out there. But California has a California Bass Nation. There is a nation out here that you could qualify for, the, for that event for. Uh, go ahead and check out Act. California Bass Nation on Instagram and Facebook. And if you guys want to get connected with that, um, go ahead and check that out. But man, hopefully Bass comes out here maybe next year and gives us an open or gives us something on the West Coast to to have like a one-shot qualifier at it. But like I said, I'm, I'm going to try my best to make it out to Lewis Smith Lake. That's I kind of got my eye on that one. It's out in Alabama. Uh, me and a couple buddies are trying to th- come up with a game plan to maybe head out there and, and and go see if we can qualify for that event because it's definitely something that is worth the travel, worth the time. And just to be able to to qualify for that big of an event is is a huge accomplishment in anyone's kayak career. So um, anyways, guys, best of luck to you guys fishing out there this weekend. Uh, wherever you're at in the country, you know, rip your thumbs up and appreciate you guys' support. I did post my YouTube um, on my YouTube a couple days ago uh my video from the aba kayak series if you guys want to check that out i do have a youtube channel as well it's bass thumbs fishing on youtube but again i appreciate you guys support the messages mean a lot to me and again uh just thankful to be able to go out on the water and fish and and have the opportunity to fish so 
Um, anyways, guys, that pretty much does it for tonight's episode. As always, keep your thumbs ripped, and I'll see you guys on the next one.